Hello and welcome to the Robots, Aliens, and Wizards podcast. I am your host, Cayman Barber, and welcome to this podcast. The title of this podcast is, I know, a little weird, but it's actually a line from the MCU TV series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But this is episode 21. I know I haven't released an episode in about a week, and I apologize for the delay. I went on vacation with my family to Alaska, and it was... Probably one of the best trips I've ever been on. And yeah, but I came back like this last Sunday and I just haven't, not really necessarily not been motivated, but I haven't had any really good ideas for podcast episodes that I really just like wanted to do, you know? But I've been thinking a lot lately, asking my friends for ideas on things that I can do and I'm just really excited for the rest of this week because I have a lot of really, really good, I think, ideas for episodes. And so those will be coming out within the next week. And I figured out different ways of how I want to do this podcast to make the quality better and for me to be more frequent with episodes. So you'll be seeing that in the future. And I'm just really, really excited to to see where this goes. But first, the best way to support this channel is to please follow on whichever platform you're listening on and leave a review. That would mean so much to me as this really does help me a lot. And so this podcast can reach more people and the content can grow more and more. Uh, But this podcast, as well as as the Of Mice and Macho podcast, are having a giveaway right now uh, for a $25 Outback Steakhouse gift card as well as five tickets to the Splash Summit Water Park in Provo, Utah. To enter to win these prizes, go to my Instagram page and see my latest post, and it'll give you information on how to enter this giveaway. So that's at the Robots, Aliens, and Wizards podcast on Instagram. Also search for the, uh, the Of Mice and Macho podcast on Instagram and whichever platform you're listening on. It's a podcast about what it means to be a man and qualities that men should have. It's a great podcast. Go check it out. But another way and a really great way to support this channel is to search me and support me on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com and search the Robots, Aliens, and Wizards podcast, you'll find many, many options of how you can support me in this journey to grow this podcast. Uh, But without further ado, let's just jump into this episode where I'm going to be talking about which I think Steven Spielberg's most underrated film, The Terminal. Like I said, this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Tom Hanks as Victor Navorsky, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Amelia Warren, Stanley Tucci as Frank Dixon, as well as Diego Luna as uh, Enrique Cruz, and Zoe Zaldana as Officer Torres. This cast is absolutely loaded. A lot of these actors, well, two of these actors, Diego Luna and Zoe Zaldana, I love them as actors. This was more like earlier on in their career. So their names weren't huge, but they, I really think this is one of their breakout roles. They were just great in this movie. I'll be jumping in, I'll be jumping more into their characters and why I like them so much. I think those two characters are my favorite out of the whole movie, even though they're like side characters. But yeah, this movie came out in 2004 and... 
I'll, obviously I'm going to be talking about what this movie's about because when I asked some of my friends and like my wife and some of my family members if they've ever seen this movie, no one has seen it. I was introduced to this movie by one of my friends, Grant, and he was like, come on, let's watch it. And I was pretty hesitant at first. The first time I watched it was a couple years ago, but I freaking loved it the first time I viewed, I viewed it, and I've seen it so many times since, and I just rewatched it again last night, and that's what made me want to do this episode on it. But this film, I'll just go over like the summary of this film. When Victor Noworski, who's played by Tom Hanks, an Eastern European tourist arrives at the JFK airport in New York, a war breaks out in his country, which is a fictional country called Krakosia. A war breaks out in his country while he's in the air. And during that, he caught himself in like international politics. Because of the war, the Department of Homeland Security won't let him enter or exit the United States. Because while he's in that airport, he's going through customs. His country is no longer a country because of this war. And there was like a rebellion. And so his passport is no longer like viable. So he cannot fly back to his country because they're at war. But he also can't enter the United States as his passport is not valid. So he finds himself trapped at the JFK airport indefinitely. And while living in the airport, Victor falls in love for, or falls for a flight attendant who's played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. She may have feelings for him, but and that's what a lot of this movie's about is him having feelings for her and trying to like win her over. But there's so many different side stories and side things that happen with a lot of different characters in this movie. And I think it's great. So this film was actually partially inspired by a true story of an 18-year stay of a man in the, in the Paris airport. So I guess he stayed and lived in this airport for 18 years, from 1988 to 2006. So it says this man, I, it's like an Indian man. I'm, I can't really pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. But he says he flew from Brussels to London via Paris. And however, he was sent back to Paris because he lost his refugee passport. And so I think he was caught in the same circumstance where like he was kind of stuck in the airport and I think just people forgot about him. So he lived in this in this airport for 18 years. And so that's what this movie is based off of. And I really love that this whole movie takes place, well, except near the end, this whole movie takes place in the set of an airport which is something I feel like we've never really seen in a movie before. Like, really. And so the movie starts with this character, Victor Noworski, played by Tom Hanks, at customs, and he can barely, he cannot speak English. He has, like, some lines he has on just, like, where he wants to go when he gets a taxi cab and where he goes in New York, but pretty much... They tell him when I told you that his country is no longer a country and he's stuck inside the airport. And so he finds himself trapped there. And so he doesn't have any money. And so he just has to try to find ways to find food, get money to just survive. And during this whole, during this whole thing, um, all Victor knows because he doesn't speak English, all he knows is that he cannot leave the airport and he doesn't know why. Uh, but while he's there, he can, and he's just like, just chilling there, he sees on the TV that that's that his country's now at war because they tried to fly like the people at the airport 
And the main guy, who's pretty much the main antagonist of the movie, Stanley Tucci, who is uh, who plays Frank Dixon. This guy, Frank Dixon, is like the guy in charge of the airport or whatever. And he tells him that there's a war, you can't go home. But he doesn't really understand. And so he's in the airport, doesn't know what to do. And he sees on the TV that there's literally a war in his country and like his family's in danger, things like that. And so it's just like the set of this movie, like just in an airport and something as real as like war in someone's country is not really relatable, but it's like something that could really happen. So I feel the theme of this movie is just so unique in a sense of like, sorry, like I'll jump more into it, but it's just crazy. And I instantly fell in love for this movie. And it's definitely, it's not necessarily a slow burner movie. It's just a slower movie. There's a lot talking, a lot of things because we're just following this guy's life as he just lives in this airport. And you just see as he just like days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months. And he meets a lot of people and he has a lot of really, really cool experiences. So some things that I really liked in this movie. During the beginning, he is really struggling because he cannot speak English. He needs help. He he has like there's like phones at the airport, but he doesn't know how to work them. And he can't really ask for help because no one speaks his language. And so he can't call home or anything. But during the movie, he speaks Bulgarian. Um and I was a little confused. It didn't, it really, when Tom Hanks speaks this quote, Bulgarian, he really just like, obviously I'm going to be getting into spoiler territory. Sorry, I should have said that before. But when he speaks Bulgarian, he just like sounds like, he's like mumbling a lot. But it said Tom Hanks based his this character of Victor Navorsky on his father-in-law, Alan Wilson who is a Bulgarian immigrant who, according to Tom Hanks, can speak Russian, Turkish, Polish, Greek, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of French, in addition to his native Bulgarian. And Hank also had some help from a Bulgarian translator. So it looks like he was actually speaking Bulgarian in this movie. I don't know how good it sounded, but Tom Hanks did a great job as he spoke with an accent pretty much the whole movie when he did learn English. And it shows, it definitely shows his process through the movie and as time passes that his English does get better. In one scene, it shows that Victor goes to like a gift shop and he gets two magazines. And in one magazine, one magazine is in Bulgarian and another one is in English. And he sets them side by side and he reads them both at the same time, trying to learn English. I really connected to this scene because as some of the listeners that listen to my podcast know, uh, I belong to a church where I had the opportunity to serve a voluntary service mission where I lived in the Philippines for two years. And in that, I had to learn the language. And so that's honestly what I did to learn the language of Tagalog. I had a lot of help. I had a lot of help from natives and things like that. But I would, when I would study and try to learn the language, I really would just put the same thing, like the same book side by side to try to learn the language, and it really helped me a lot. So I really connected to Victor in that way, and I found it very, you know, like very relatable. And he really did pick up English really fast because his motivation to learn English was probably crazy because he's like, I need help. Like, I need to be able to communicate so I can get out of here. But 
I'll be getting into more basics of like why it doesn't really say why he wants to go to New York in the first place. They try to ask him why he wants to go to New York, and he says he wants to go to this hotel. And that's all he says he wants to go. It's like 161 Lexington. And we never really know why he wants to go. And so as he's learning English, we learn more about his story as he meets friends and talks about like who he is. So just kind of interesting. But the, the main antagonist of this film is a man called Frank Dixon who works for the airport. And he pretty much was the one that put Victor in the airport. And this guy, Frank Dixon, he really wants to like become the boss boss, you know, and he has like people watching him, watching his every step. So he's trying to put on a good performance to be able to be like applicable for this next job as like a boss. And, but he sees Victor, Victor's just living in the airport. He sees Victor as like a threat to him getting this new job. And so Victor is trying everything in his power to get Victor like arrested. So he won't be his problem anymore. So he tries to get Victor to leave the airport because if he leaves the airport, He's pretty much an illegal immigrant, and so he'll be arrested on site. He's just trying to get Victor to, like, do so many things just to leave and, like, just so he won't be a problem anymore. But Victor is just really, really patient, and he stays in this airport, which pretty much makes Frank, this Frank Dixon guy, more and more agitated, making him less likely to get this job. And I really think Frank Dixon is a very realistic villain, as he's pretty much a male Karen. <laughs> He just like, everyone likes Victor, everyone's trying to help him out, but Frank just sees him as a threat and just does everything in his power to like destroy him, which is so dumb. But he's a really, really good villain. He's not really a villain. He's just, hmm, he's not like an anti-hero. He's just, I'll just call him the antagonist of the film. So during this movie, we just really just follow Victor the whole time. And during this, Victor struggles. He doesn't have any money, so he struggles to find. He, like, finds quarters. He does things to get quarters so he can eat at, like, the restaurants inside the airport. But there's a couple scenes where he doesn't have any money for food. So he gets these free saltine crackers and puts ketchup and mustard in between them and makes this big saltine cracker sandwich. And it is so freaking disgusting. I just can't. But that's all the food he has. And... So with that, with him just being really, really hungry, he meets this guy who's played by Diego Luna. He's a great actor, but his character is called, um, oh my gosh, Enrique Cruz. That's his name. He meets this guy, Enrique. And Enrique works for the airport. He works in like the food division. So he delivers food to the different places in like in the airport and he meets he and Enrique meets Victor and Victor and Enrique was like hey man I will give you food if you help me win this girl over and there's this, and there's this girl who is an officer or works also works at the airport and her name's Officer Torres and she's played by Zoe Zaldana you may be familiar with her she plays Gomorrah in Guardians of the Galaxy great actors I really like Diego Luna's character and, and Zoe Zaldana's character. I think they're some of the best characters in the film. But this um, Enrique has this really big crush on, on Officer Torres. And so he's using Victor to learn everything he can about her. And Victor just helps them pretty much fall in love. I won't give too much away because you should really just watch this movie. But I really, really like that, that dynamic. During this, you just see Victor has so many problems of his own. But you really just see him have so much patience and hope 
in what he's doing, and he finds just joy in helping others in his, you know, in his in his struggles. And really, Victor's character is such just a he's just a pure soul. That sounds so stupid, but just watch this movie, and you'll fall in love with Victor. He's so so freaking cool. And so that whole dynamic between Enrique Cruz and Officer Torres is just awesome. And during this, during while he meets these new people, he meets this flight attendant who who's played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. He meets this flight attendant who he helps out, and he just has multiple... Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? He has multiple, like, run-ins with her. As she flies, she, like, passes through the JFK airport a lot just because she's a flight attendant. They just run into each other a lot and he slowly starts to fall in love with her and I freaking hate her so much because it pretty much shows that every time she's at the airport she meets up with this guy um she meets up with this guy and you're like okay that's probably just her boyfriend or husband but you realize that that guy is actually married and he's having an affair with this Amelia girl who's played by Catherine Zeta-Jones and in multiple scenes you just see uh, this Amelia girl, the flight attendant, she just says like, oh, I love him. I just wish he would just drop his wife and just be with me. And I'm like, freaking screw you, bro. She's, Catherine Zeta-Jones is a beautiful woman. Um, and, you know, she's a good character, good actress, but she's very dislikable <laughs> in the sense of like, she's trying to destroy a marriage. She just, ugh, she's just the worst. And so a lot of this movie is about Victor having a bunch of run-ins with her, slowly kind of falling in love with her, not really, but kind of, and just trying to win her over. She constantly is like, no, and just kind of dumb the whole movie. So she's like my least favorite character in this whole movie and I think is the worst part about this movie. But, you know, you always have to have a character like that that adds like some drama. So that's kind of interesting. But during this movie, I actually had quite a few questions because... Going back to Frank Dixon, and I hope I'm not just, like, rambling. I just want to share some really cool things and things I liked about this movie. But Frank Dixon, who's the guy who's, like, the antagonist of the film, and he uh, he's the antagonist of the film. He's trying to get, uh, get just get rid of Victor. He pretty much calls Victor into his office one day and says that he can get Victor out of the airport and go to New York that day. And so what he says is he wants Victor to plead asylum which is kind of interesting interesting concept and this is how what it is an asylum seeker is someone who has fled their home in search of safety and protection in another country and because he or she cannot obtain protection in their home country they seek it elsewhere and so what uh frank is saying to victory says if you are, if you plead asylum, you just need to say like, uh, you're afraid of Krokoji, you're afraid to go back to your country and we can plead asylum and you can leave this airport and then we'll just have like a court date and then you can get like a passport and be able to like stay here or like go home. So he's just trying, he's still trying to get Victor just to leave the airport. But he says, Victor, you just need to say you're afraid to go back to Krokoshia. And Victor says, he's like, no, I'm not afraid. That's my home. That's where my family is. I'll never say I'm afraid because I want to go back there. And so Frank gets mad. He's like, I'm trying to help you, you know, and that's just a, and so I actually looked into this and I didn't know if this was real, like if there were people that seek asylum in other countries, 
But I guess it is actually real, and that's how a lot of, like, illegal immigrants get to the United States. In fact, as of 2022, the numbers for asylum seekers are extremely high, with a backlog of nearly 5.2 million cases and approximately 8.5 million pending cases. So pretty much it's saying, like, 8.5 million people have come to the United States seeking asylum. They get a court date, and then they they just wait in America for their court date, and most of the time they don't even go. So they're not U.S. citizens. They're like the citizens of nowhere, but they're just living in the United States, which I just – I didn't know that. But I guess that number just – just like three years ago, in in July of 2019, I guess the number of – asylum seekers was 2.7 million but now as of 2022 this year it's 8.5 million so it's like tripled almost which is crazy but i'm getting a little sidetracked but that's just an interesting thing that they brought up and again going back to why i think just an airport scene is so unique none of us have ever seen something like this how airports work the main antagonist is someone who works at an airport and it's like his job. You know, that's just something I, I guarantee a lot of people. I've been to the airport many, many times. Some people don't travel, but no, you know, this is a side of like real life things that we've never seen before, which I think adds to the coolness and the and the uniqueness of this movie. And I really think Steven Spielberg, the director, really just made us, you know, intrigued by just everything in this movie. And like I said, throughout this whole movie, Victor is just a pure soul. And I just, there's a scene in the movie where he's just trying to find a job. Because he's like, it's still hard for him to try try to get money. So he's trying to find a job. And he sleeps. And during this whole thing, he's, and he's just been there for months, weeks, months. And he's just trying to find a job. And he sleeps in like this abandoned part of like the airport where they're doing construction. And he sees where, kind of right by where he sleeps, uh, this construction crew had started to like repair this wall. And you see, he just kind of starts messing with it and then he decides to fix it himself. So there's a whole like montage of him just like listening to music and fixing this wall. And he does, and he's like really good at it. I don't know if that was his job back in his home country, but he does a really good job at it. And then he, in the, and he works all night and he finishes the wall, it looks great. And then there's some other construction workers watching him. And he's like, like, who is this guy? He's like, this guy's really good. And they're like, we'll give you a job. And I guess they start paying him really, really well to work for this airport. And so they don't know he lives at the airport. They're just paying him under the counter. But there's a lot of scenes where he's working as a, like a contractor. And it's really cool. In the movie, they say he's making $19 an hour doing that. Which, that makes that's more than I make. Which is, <laughs> that's so dumb. But... It's just a really cool scene, and I really, really like that. Um, There's a lot of really, really cool scenes, and I don't want to dive deeper into the story a little bit just because I don't want to give too much away. But at the end, near the end of the movie, it had been nine months. Victor had lived in this airport for nine months, which is a huge contrast to the true story where the guy lived in there for 18 years. But after nine months... He finds out that the war in Krakosia, where he's from, has ended, and he is able to go to into the United States now. His passport is now valid. But during while this happened, 
the the antagonist of the film, Frank Dixon, instead of just letting him go into the United States, he wants to send Victor home. He wants to do everything he can to send Victor home. And with the help of the friends he makes in this airport, uh, he's able to avoid this Frank Dixon guy and get into the United States and do why do what he came to the United States to do, which I'm not going to talk about it because that's kind of like a spoiler. But he goes into the United States, go to this, goes to this hotel, and it's a really great emotional scene, and it's just a great, it's just great. This movie is quite long. For what happens in this movie, it's quite long. I think it's like two hours and some change, you know. But it's definitely, it's not a slow burn. It's just a slow movie. There's no action. There's just a lot of character building in which, you know, is a great change for sometimes. Like sometimes, like recently, like yesterday. I My favorite thing in the world is just... Having some really good food, like for lunch or dinner, and watching something while I eat. That's like my favorite thing in the whole world. And I'm probably getting a little sidetracked. But that's like my favorite thing in the world. And, but sometimes I have so many different things I can watch. Like I've been watching this TV show on and off, and another TV show on and off. And like there's this good movie that I want to watch. But sometimes I just don't feel like watching any of those things because most of them are just action films, you know? But I was just trying to find something to watch yesterday because I really wanted something to watch while I ate. And I just saw this movie on Netflix. So if you want to watch this movie, go watch it on Netflix right now. But I saw this movie, and I've seen this movie so many times that I'm like, that's what I want. I want a feel-good movie with no action where I can just really like these characters, you know. <laughs> but um, And it's a great movie. No matter how many times I've seen this movie, I I just love it. I love it so much. And I know I listen to a lot of movie podcasts where they talk about this movie like quite a lot and they dive really deep into movies about everything. But I kind of want to leave some not secrecy, but like I want to leave some of this, the good things about this movie to for you to experience on your own. Because a lot of people that I know will listen to some of my podcast episodes about movies or TV shows when they haven't seen them themselves. So I want to leave I want to leave it up to you guys to just watch this movie. And if you have seen this movie, go watch it again. I love this movie so much and I really 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 enjoyed watching it again, probably for like the 10th time yesterday. And so I hope you guys really like this episode. I'm trying to change my dynamic of episodes. I want to give more information about how they filmed it. I know this one didn't have a lot, but I'm trying to just change how I make episodes. And so later this week, I'm going to be recording more and more episodes. And I hope you guys will like them. I'm going to change the layout. And what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to do reaction episodes. So when there's like a new trailer drop or something like that, I'm going to watch the trailer. And as soon as the trailer is done, I'm going to record my initial thoughts and reaction to that trailer. And so I'll probably be having an episode come out tomorrow or sometime later this week about the new Star Wars show coming out called Andor. And so I'm really excited to do that. I have a lot of other really cool ideas for episodes that will be coming out soon. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you really, really enjoyed this episode. And what my goal is with this episode, to get you to watch it. If you've never seen this, if you've never seen this movie, go watch it. And if you have watched it, go watch it again. It's great. It's currently on Netflix right now. Go watch it. 
But thank you again for listening. Again, the best way to support this channel is to please follow and leave a review. But thanks so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next one.